Hello, everybody. Welcome back to A Few Minutes of History. My name is Jake, and I am your host. And what I like to do with my podcast is just talk about certain facts of history from certain periods, just for a few minutes or so, and uh, and, and keep you guys you know, current with, with things that happened in the past. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about Operation Grief. Operation Grief was a special operation commanded by Waffen-SS Commando Otto Skorzeny during the Battle of the Bulge in the Second World War. The operation was the brainchild of Adolf Hitler, and its purpose was to capture one or more of the bridges over the Meuse River before they could be destroyed. German soldiers wearing captured British and American uniforms and using captured Allied vehicles were to cause confusion in the rear of the Allied lines. However, a lack of vehicles, uniforms and equipment did limit the operation, and it never achieved its original aim of securing the Meuse bridges. Otto Skorzeny was to form a special brigade, Panzer Brigade 150, whose purpose would be to capture one or more of the bridges over the Meuse before they could be destroyed. Hitler, who saw Skorzeny as a personal favourite, informed him that he had decided that this could be accomplished more quickly and with fewer losses if Skorzeny and his men wore American uniforms. Hitler also remarked that small units disguised in enemy uniforms could cause great confusion amongst the enemy by giving out false orders, disrupting communications and misdirecting troops. Skorzeny was well aware that under the Hague Convention of 1907, any of his men captured while wearing US uniforms could be executed as spies, and this possibility caused much discussion with General Oberst Jodl and Field Marshal von Rundstedt. The timing of the Ardennes offensive meant that Skorzeny had only around five or six weeks to recruit, train a brand new unit for what Hitler named Operation Grief. Within four days, he had sent plans for Panzer Brigade 150 to Jodl, Despite asking for around 3,300 men, he was given an immediate go-ahead and promised full support. Orders were issued on the 25th of October requesting suitable soldiers for an operation with knowledge of the English language and also American dialect. This was passed on to every headquarters on the Western Front and this request soon was known to the Allied armies. The new brigade needed US weapons, vehicles and uniforms and men were tasked to find tanks, armoured cars, self-propelled guns, jeeps, motorcycles, trucks and any British and American uniforms and these were to be delivered to the brigade's training camp. However, the equipment delivered fell short of the requirements and included only around two Sherman tanks in poor condition. Skorzeny had to use German substitutes, five tanks and six armoured cars. The brigade was also flooded by Polish and Russian equipment sent by units who had no idea what the request was for. And to make matters worse, Skorzeny only had around 10 men who spoke perfect English and had some knowledge of the United States. 30 or more, thirty or 40 more spoke English well, but had no knowledge of American slang. 120 to around 150 spoke English moderately well, but the majority of his men spoke little to no English. Skorzeny then had to scale down Panzer Brigade 150 from three battalions to do, to two and assembled the best 150 English speakers into a sp- special commando unit. The brigade was also given two Luftwaffe parachute battalions, tank crews from Panzer regiments and gunners from artillery units, and a round total of 2,500 men were eventually assembled, 800 fewer than Skorzeny had hoped for. The final total equi- of equipment assembled was also less than had been hoped for. Only enough US weapons had been found to equip the 150 commandos and around four US scout cars, 30 jeeps and 15 trucks were found. Only a single Sherman tank was available to actually use and the brigade's Panther tanks were disguised as M10 tank destroyers. Dressed in US Army uniforms and armed with US weapons and using American vehicles, the commandos of Panzer Brigade 150 were given three missions. 
Demolition squads of five to six men were to destroy bridges, ammunition dumps, and fuel stores. Reconnaissance patrols of three to four men were to recon both sides of the Meuse River and pass on bogus orders to any US units they met. They were to reverse road signs, remove minefield warnings, cordon off roads with warnings of non-existent minefields. And the lead commando units would work closely with attacking German units to disrupt US chains of command by destroying field telephone wires, radio stations, and issuing false orders. In all, 44 German soldiers wearing US uniforms were sent through the American lines, and all but eight returned, with the last man being sent through the lines on the 19th of December. After this, the element of surprise had been lost, and they all reverted to back wearing German uniforms. It was not uncommon practice at the time to send camouflage reconnaissance units behind enemy lines, but because of the impact of Operation Grief, every operation, every occurrence of this was attributed to Scorzani's commandos. As a result, US troops were panicking, and they began asking other soldiers questions they felt only Americans would know the answers to in order to flush out the German spies. This included naming certain state capitals, sports and trivia questions related to the US. This practice actually resulted in US Brigadier General Bruce Clark being held at gunpoint for some time after he incorrectly said the Chicago Cubs were in the American League. A captain was held for over a week in detention after he was caught wearing German boots. Many of the Germans who did get through the lines were caught and shot as spies. After the war, Scorzani was tried as a war criminal in the Dachau trials in 1947 for allegedly violating the laws of war during the Battle of the Bulge. He and nine officers of Panzer Brigade 150 were charged with improperly using American uniforms by entering into combat, disguised and treacherously firing upon and killing members of the United States. However, they were acquitted. The military tribunal drew a distinct distinct drew a distinction between using enemy uniforms during combat and for other purposes, including deception. It could not be proved that Scorzani had actually given orders to his men to fight in American uniforms, and it was believed that they took their uniforms off and changed back to their German ones before they started fighting American units. That's that's all I've I've got today. Uh, thank you to everyone who is is listening and, and downloading, subscribing, etc. It is a massive help. Um, if you're on a Goods Pods, Definitely go check me out over there because uh, I've just had an email recently saying that the podcast is doing very well. It's number seven in um, in some of the charts, in the documentary charts, and number 35 and 52 in, in certain history charts as well. So thank you to everyone for, for listening and downloading, subscribing, whatever it is you're doing. It is a massive help. Uh, if you know anybody else that is a big history fan, go over and give them the link to this podcast. That would be greatly appreciated. Like I always say, I'm on TikTok, YouTube, Twitter as well. Go check me out on any of them. And if there are any topics you'd like me to discuss, just let me know in in comments on on any of my posts or send me a DM on on any of those platforms and and I'll get back to you with 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 the time and, and when I can do that for you. Thank you for listening and cheery bye.